Welcome back to NFTs and Web3 with your host, FFV. On today's episode, I have Ronald, also known as Mr. Rolo Dolo on Twitter. He is the head of Web3 of Rolling Loud's NFT project called Loud Punks. As most know, Rolling Loud is the largest hip-hop festival in the world, and today you'll learn about Rolo, why Loud Punks were created, and all the benefits that come with owning one. And also just a great conversation on crypto and NFTs in general. I hope you enjoy. Hey, what's up, my guy? Mr. Rolo, right off Twitter? Yeah, Mr. Rolo. Well, Mr. Rolo Dolo, technically, on Twitter. But I usually say Mr. Rolo, and my real name's Ronald. Gotcha, um, but gotcha. we could go by Mr. Rolo on here. Seems fitting. Yeah, yeah. Everybody goes by their PFPs and their names and stuff like that. Mine is just three letters, FFV. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Oh, uh, dude, it's it's part of my, um, it's part of like uh, a little bit of my real name initials. And then um, it has to do with like with uh, a date with my, a date with my birthday and my brother's birthday too. Uh, but that's like the full at name. Uh, the FFV is just like my initials, but that's what I came up with when I first started. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm yeah, assuming so, you and your brother are pretty close. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's uh, he's a little bit younger. Uh, he's like uh, around 13 years old and stuff like that. But yeah, super close, super close. Me and him are so Oh, close. that must be awesome. Yeah, man. It, it's cool, man. Especially like showing him, showing him like uh, NFTs and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, he probably gets it. Like, oh yeah especially like on the gaming side like he uh sure. he's all into fortnite roblox minecraft everything so like it's easier yeah those like, kids are like selling accounts like exactly man you know? they're it, like hell yeah like it's just it would just be easier to sell my shit yeah <laughs> like, exactly yeah. dude and i and i it's crazy too because like you know it nowadays you know my my 13 year old brother is like because uh, i used to game a lot but he's way better than my ass now dude you know he's just like oh that generation no, is happened. insane with gaming insane with gaming dude but um motherfuckers yeah. building towers in hell do you do that man jesus uh but yeah man let's get uh let's get into a little bit about yourself you know um just really happy that you came on here and gave me and the listeners the opportunity um but first, you know, first things first, my man, you know, we would really want to get to know you a little bit about your about your background. Uh, basically, you know, who is uh, Mr. Rolo? Uh, how far how far back do people usually go? Um, let's see. Give me give me like, I don't know. Let's go back a little bit ways back and then jump right like forward forward. So give me like, how were you? How were what were you like as a kid growing up? Oh man, I feel like I was a like I was like a pretty good kid. Um, but yeah. I was born and raised in South Florida. Um, spent my first, I guess, twenty when, when you go to college. My first eighteen years in South Florida, and then I went to Florida State, go Knowles. Um, so that was up in North Florida, Tallahassee, T Pain, oh, nice. Tallahassee Hero. Where you at right Tyler. now? Tyler. Um, I'm actually in like a like a beach town in Florida, New Smyrna. I'm actually gotcha. just here for. I'm here for a month, which is now concluding. Um, but I had twins a year ago, and Ooh, my parents congrats, have like man. a place up. Yeah, thank you. So my parents have a place, and like, hey, come, come down, let us help you out. Like, and I was like, please. Um, but so I'm currently back in Florida. But um, I guess I have people do people know where I live. Um, so right now I'm based out of Nashville, but probably looking to come back to South Florida. I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. What about um, a little bit about your background, man? What have you uh, What have you been into before before loud punks and like NFTs and stuff like that? Um. So first stuff, like in college and coming out of college, I did like behavioral modification with kids, uh, like on the autism spectrum disorder, like on yeah. the 
Yeah. So I did like this surf camp. I was like the director of this surf camp down in Florida, down in Surfside, which was awesome. And then I did like like house calls essentially. And I worked like hand in hand with like uh, like licensed psychologists. Oh, and wow. then the plan was to go to to go to graduate school. So I got accepted into a graduate program. And the three months before I was supposed to go, I was like, I want to go travel. So I went to Southeast Asia, um, mainly Thailand. That's we cool, actually man. just announced a show in Thailand. It's lit. Yeah, um, I saw that. Then, Jeez, my guy. Oh, yeah. We'll yeah, get, yeah. We'll crazy we'll lineup. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so then we, I came back and I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to go back to school for six years. So then I deferred for a year, went back to Southeast Asia, um, mainly Thailand. But I, I mean, I traveled around that area. Um, maybe a little more like a year and a half. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going back to graduate school. Um, <laughs> and then I came. What, what, uh, what made you think like that? Like, what was the, uh, you know what I mean? The snap in your head that was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, I think it was like when you're when you're raised in the U.S., it's such a like, this is the path. This is what you do. Um, At least how I came up. It's like you you go to college, you learn your profession, you go into the workforce. Um, and I guess traveling, it's like, like Europeans don't quite see it the same way and neither do, neither do Australians and mm. really not much of the rest of the world doesn't necessarily see that that's like the path. And I think I saw a lot of people who were living successful. I mean, however you want to, you know, use that word, um, that were living so differently than I thought was possible. And I, I just realized like, that's always going to be there. like, I can always, I can still go back yeah. to school. So I just didn't want to make that commit and it's expensive. I mean, it's not like we're in like Europe where like maybe getting that degree like wouldn't cost so much, but in the U S to get that degree, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Look at like a quarter of a million. Yeah. Easy. Like, easy. And to, you're also not really making money during that time. Yeah. Um, so that was just tough. Um, my, I've always like worked within my, my family's business kind of growing up um, hardware distribution, uh, which is doors, closers, locks, safes, uh, like mm. anything on this commercial security side, like a lot with like universities, schools, locksmith, general contractors, gotcha. um, okay. like protected buying channels with manufacturers and then distributing to business to business like sales models. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, so my, that's pretty, that's parents, pretty good business though, right? That's, that sounds like a pretty good way. Of know, people, people, no matter how much time you spend in the metaverse, you still got to make sure your door's locked. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. My man. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it's, it maybe not like not like super super lucrative. If I mean, if you scale it and grow it massively, obviously it can be, but um, super super reliable. So my my parents kind of like had written me off as being able to handle that because they thought I was going to go to graduate school. Um, but I was like, you know what, I can do this. So I I ended up taking that over, owning, operating. Um, kind of my parents were older, so I kind of like streamlined it, uh, made it so it was a lot less work for me. Just took a lot less money from it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. like my father would, would just take a larger salary and so then he wouldn't hire as much staff. And I just kind of went gotcha. with a different approach because it gave me more life flexibility. And that's kind of leads into where crypto comes in. So like 2016, 2017, I always yeah. listen to a lot of podcasts. Like, I think I started with, I think Joe Rogan was like really what kind of like got me into yeah. podcast. I don't know what this was, probably like right after college, maybe. Gotcha. Like 2016? Um, yeah, probably. Said? It, no, no, no. Before that, I was into oh, Joe gotcha. Rogan because then that led me into Tim Ferriss. Gotcha. And, and that was I, actually that was actually my next question, man. Like, how did you get into crypto, NFTs, Web three? So yeah, continue your story. That that was exactly my next question. 
Yeah. So then t- I think it was like a, a Tim Ferriss podcast that kind of like put me on to it. And it was Bitcoin then, uh, 2016. Um, so that's, so like my introduction was like big into like decentralized currencies and like kind of, this is like, <laughs> like the downfall, the potential downfall of like fiat systems and yeah. things of that nature. So I was like, like real crypto native right? in that sense. Oh, super exciting. And people thought like, people thought you were fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. people think you're crazy now. <laughs> oh yeah. In 2016, you were just like off your fucking rocket. Like no <laughs> one, like off I rock, hadn't really man. found like the, the, t- the Twitter community around it. Like it just wasn't like a platform I used. So it was more yeah. just like me, like I read, like I read books on it and like whatever podcast I could find. Um, and then we went through that bear and, you know, I kind of, I like, I always kind of like just watched it. I wasn't, I didn't stay, I think I, I didn't stay engaged as I wanted to, but I still like held all my positions. Um, I had a lot of conviction just from like that, that early base knowledge. And now, I mean, you've had the rise of DeFi and now the rise of NFTs and it's just incredible, like how much has been built. Like yeah. in 2016, 2017, there wasn't much like you you bought it and then you were like yeah this is cool like w- the things it can be and now like we're really starting to see what it could be and with yeah. i think nfts what's exciting for like crypto natives because now we're web three like we've yeah. we've moved into something new here apparently <laughs> um and it's crazy and because like it's like kind of like what you were saying man my guy like you know back then there wasn't really like uh communities you know what i mean to where like you could go in and jump in like discords community uh spaces and things like that like things that we have now so i feel like it's and that's why it was kind of tougher for me to get into like uh crypto and things like that just because like i couldn't find uh the community or who nobody around me was like into that kind of stuff so i had to have like people and like online to keep me um you know at least interested in having fun and i think that's like one of the biggest things with nfts is that like you know it it instantly hooked me. Like I, I could not leave it because it's it's fun. fun. Yeah. It's fun as hell. Everybody here is fun as hell. And we all got the same kind of mindset, but you do continue. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's one of the funnest ways to make money or lose money. Yeah. Like it it really is. Um, It's more fun losing money in NFTs than, than trading Bitcoin. Um, It's just something about losing money on like a fake cartoon animal picture and, like in hindsight, like, wow, it's pretty clear that was stupid. Um, so it's just funny <laughs> yeah. even losing money. All together, trauma um, bond, but, man. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a trauma bond. Um, <laughs> and it's like, even like, to be fair, like my, my, the role I'm in now didn't exist in 2016, 2017. Like it really, unless it felt like unless you could do some pretty hardcore coding and I'm sure it's not even that hardcore. It's just like, I'm, I guess I'm old. Like, I just don't fucking get it. I don't know how to code. Um, it doesn't feel like there was a place for you. And now that we've had more adoption, it, it feels like now there's room for people who have kind of a strategy and a good, like, overall picture of the landscape. Um, and that's that's exciting. And that kind of leads to the role I'm in now, um, head of Web3 for Rolling yeah. Loud, which is like, Dude, that's insane. Incredible. It's insane. No, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. When when you like explain it to like when your friends and family and things like that, what do you tell them what an NFT is? You have to. So I kind of start to get into the concept of digital ownership because that's that's really what it is. But digital ownership is like a, a concept that is difficult for people to understand 
because we haven't really had it before. Yeah. Um, like, you know what I'm saying? Like MP3s, even then you don't really own it. Like you can't go and then sell, like you, know, you like own the right to listen to it. Yeah. And then even like your Facebook profiles, your Instagram profiles, your Twitter, like those are owned by those entities. Um, everything we've had is centralized. Like these, this concept didn't really exist. If you like go into it, you can start to come up with them. Like you kind of own domains. Yeah. Um, but not at how many how many people fucking own domains and you're gonna go talk about domain ownership. <laughs> yeah, um, seriously. So that's that's usually w- where I start. Nice. Um because yeah. if you just try and go into like it's dig- digital digital art is an easy explanation. It's just people think it's think it's a novelty. Like they yeah. don't understand how serious that segment has become. And that you you have very legitimate artists moving into that, like uh, what's his like Damien Hurst, I believe, yeah. who's like a very successful Web two artist going Web three. Um, so I mean, if artists of that nature view it as art, I don't. And then again, art is all subjective. So I think oh, yeah. it's funny when people want to be like the art's bad or the art's good, and they say it as this like definitive statement. It's yeah, like black and white or something. It should be like I think the art is bad. It's not like art just can't be bad. Like there's people who think. I think it is horrible is the most beautiful thing. And it's like, yeah, it's very similar to music. Like there's, I'm head of web three rolling loud. So yeah. And there's some, there's some new school stuff that I just don't get. Yeah. Um, and I try not to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think younger generation, they, this is just young and young people in general. And that's how I know I'm getting fucking old when I start to say this, have a, I'm with you there, bro. Jesus Christ. Like the language is very abrasive and they say, they say things in such definitive ways and then it, it creates this kind of like toxic culture because then people feel offended and then like they need to, they need to defend something like it's part of their identity. And this gets into much deeper people tying ideas oh, into their yeah. identity. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so yeah, dude, I mean like how did, so leading up to all that and especially like with your experience, how did you get involved with like loud punks and what exactly is the role that you play on your team? Um, so I've known for, for a long time. Um, so I've like, when all this stuff started to kind of like pop off, it's like in my own, like on like security door hardware, it's a very, very old school industry. Um, there's solutions where it could help like loyalty programs and stuff, but it's like, they wouldn't be like super receptive. Like we are not a cutting edge, uh, business. Um, whereas rolling loud is, is and on the event side is very, really pushes the envelope. They're, they're counterculture in that way. Um, and that's also why they fit so well into like crypto and web three, because crypto and web three in itself is, is counterculture. Um, yeah, but 100%. so known to Ark a long time. So there's a lot of like trust and love there. And they've been like, they were kind of like toying with ideas. And I was like, you know, like to do an NFT project. Oh, okay. And so you were the one that they were, that and up. they were, no, they definitely had their own, like, cause they were, they were thinking about doing some top shot stuff gotcha. and they had done some other like POAP style stuff and were, cause the, the PFP craze has kind of popped off, but yeah. um, I think, I mean, Tark and them are super busy. Like Tark's definitely oh, aware yeah. of it, but I was just a little like deeper in it. I mean, he's doing, he did five shows last year, doing eight shows, him and Zingler, like they're legends. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. they really are. A thousand percent. Um, and then to, then to commit to a project like this. So definitely their idea i think i just filled in some little spots to kind of like flesh it out into a 
you know, what, what loud punks will be. Um, yeah. and then my role, um, so within loud, so I'm head of web three, so heading up the loud punks project. And then there's also, cause you have to, you have to think right now it's loud punks in web three and, and web two audience. Like they're, they're almost two different, two completely different audiences yeah. in a way. Oh yeah. And so we've, we've brought some of the curious over to web three, but that's, that's the issue. It's like to get people into web, they have to be curious. Yeah. There is no, there's no simple way. And how did you do onboard that? How did people? you like get them curious to do that? I mean, the curiosity is them. You just put it out. Like, I mean, yeah, lifetime pass is, a, yeah. is oh, yeah. lifetime pass. It's a lifetime pass. If that, that's going to be the best thing to a rolling out fan to get them curious. Yeah. Um, that's real. Like, I mean, that's fucking crazy. That's 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 um, straight utility. Yeah, that's straight utility. Yeah, it's like pure, such pure utility. Yeah. Um, compared to like so that, all the that, other like, compared to like every everything that's like come out, um, it's pretty much speculative. You know what I mean? And this this is not speculative. Like, you know exactly where you're gonna get, and uh, you know the benefits that are coming with it. And and it, and, it, and it gets me very excited to like ask you these this question too so like exactly like um how why was like loud pucks loud punks created and exactly what are like the full benefits of holding one because uh, you dude it's it's insane like especially for like uh yeah oh the old or like the people that have always attended rolling loud and especially like the new ones that are going to be after this drop you know explain to like explain to us what are the benefits of holding one of these like so I should probably start with why. This is more like yeah, I mean, yeah. Tarek obviously has a much more fleshed out answer. Um, but so one, there's a recognition, I think, by Tarek that like this is the direction the internet is going. This is the type of products you're going to start to see. So let's be first in a lot of ways. Um, you've seen some other projects kind of not at this scale and not at this level of utility, really, um, on Ethereum it's a true commitment to decentralization in crypto. Um, so the, and then it's also the technology like lends itself really well to creating a product of this type, a lifetime pass. There's also like some Access. more ephemeral things you can do. Like, yeah, like gating time and stuff where an NFT still apply, like NFT ticketing. Cause I wouldn't say this is technically NFT ticketing. Um, it's a lifetime pass because tickets yeah. to me view is more, single events um but it also gives us an environment to test these things yeah. out like to test we add. can't roll yep. this out to our 85 90,000 people attending miami in one yeah. shot but if we have this smaller 5,000 ish people we can try something there because those people are also more experimental more accepting of pushing boundaries and that's there's this brings up so many things so people are like why no credit card? Um, and then again, that's, I think, partly to having me on board, like, um, and Tarek agrees. It's like, we, like, this is a commitment to Web3 and launching on Ethereum. Like, you need to get with it and understand how to buy ETH, how to move it to a non-custodial wallet, and how to interact with dApps. Like, that, those are all important skills, especially for the initiatives we may be trying to push. Um, if we bring in people who are clueless, it's like, what are we, we're so limited in what we can attempt. Um, so there's a lot of like thought behind that. Believe me, there were plenty of people who, who wanted to put a credit card on this. Um, and how, how do you, how, how are you and like the team, um, you know, teaching them 
how to do it? You know what I mean? Like, is there courses, there's videos or uh, exactly how do you communicate to them? Like, Hey, do you need this to this to do this? You know what I mean? Like for, for the normies out there, you know, how do you communicate that to them? Yeah. So we, we have a discord and in the discord, there's like a how to section. Again, this requires people who are curious, like you can't teach crypto to someone in three minutes. It's just not how it, it's just not how it is. Cause you're also like, this is getting like into crypto. It's like, you're potentially creating an alternative financial system. Mm -hmm. Like this is no, when you zoom out, I think NFT people will get like really zoomed in and maybe like, don't see the trees for the forest or whatever the fucking saying is. But yeah, like that is, this is a, a financial revolution. Yeah. And in a, like a, in even deeper ways, like societal and do you, if you follow Bology at all, I don't, I don't. What is that exactly? Oh man. He, Bology. He's like, uh, he's this guy who's just fucking brilliant. He was like the, do you write like books the, and stuff? I, I'd really like to get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 He has podcasts with Tim Ferriss that are in, any one of them's incredible. Nice. Um, I th- maybe he's been on Joe. Um, he's done, he's has a, he released like an ebook that's free called the network state. And it's, that's like, it's like deep. It's like, it's just like some out there, like crypto shit. Um, yeah, de- dude, definitely. Yeah. We, you definitely got to send that over to me. Cause uh, later, cause you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn everything and if everything and anything oh, you're, people are going to think you're crazy if you go if you go down the rap the biology rabbit yeah. hole and you start talking about that shit people are like you are nuts <laughs> um but that, that's you're, you're going deep when you go with biology stuff um Jeez. i don't know what led me into that but um oh talking about people needing to be curious yeah, yeah. it's like there's a, there's a lot to understand it, it's it's so much more than just just the nfts which are an incredible technology and and you need to now be a little less curious because NFTs are a little more bite-sized. Um, so it's a great way to onboard. It's like a Trojan horse for crypto. It really is. Um, no, yeah. a, a lot of people I've heard say that in the space. Um, definitely not my own thoughts. Yeah, I. Uh, um, it, it, so- that's how it kind of worked out for me a little bit because, you know, I, like I said, I was never into crypto at all. You know, I, I definitely knew about it. I knew like uh, what it was for. Uh, but at the time, you know, all I knew was the headline stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you use Bitcoin to buy drugs or, you know, along those lines and things like that. You know, the headline stuff that that this NFT space has taught me that, like, you know, don't be a headline reader because it's insane what the headlines would say. But um, yeah, man, like so when I started in my journey, I started with uh, I went straight into NFTs. I didn't know anything about like crypto or uh, Bitcoin mm-hmm. or Ethereum. I knew about them, but I didn't know how to get it, what a MetaMask was, or what even what a ledger was or anything. Um, the thing that got me was what you said, man, was curiosity. Uh, I think, yeah, Gary V is the one that taught me or showed me the uh, the words NFT. And after he told me, like, after he said that he was going full force in, I was like, oh, wow, like, I, I definitely need to check this out and what, what's been going on. And um, it's crazy how fast uh, this, this type of like, Web3 technology is evolving how how much faster it is because you know i like to think i was a huge history nerd history definitely repeats itself and you know when they call it web3 it i i completely agree because it's it's literally just like in front of our faces just history repeating itself again but this time it's a little bit like um it's it's just a little bit faster um but yeah man what, what are your what are your thoughts oh on it's that? like a it's like a yeah it's like a speed run on like society building and, and yeah. currency infrastructures. And yeah, it's, you'll, you'll love the biology stuff. It's super yeah. into history and sites, like 
all kinds of, he like makes the craziest references, like the connections his mind makes. You're just like, oh, what? Yeah, like, where is it. this guy from? I yeah, no, it's stuff. great. The, the podcasts are like four hours long, but oh, if wow. you're into crypto, you'll love it. Oh yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, your story is very similar to a lot of people in the NFT space. Um, and that's what, that was what was super exciting about this role and opportunity. It's like this, this will onboard people. Yeah. Um, I think kind of, I don't want to want to like talk bad about the, is we're, we're a very young industry. We're very, we're in like an emerging market an emerging half that class. Um, but the, there, there didn't seem like there was anything that was super like, I want to do this. Whereas like with, with loud punks, I was like, Fuck, this makes like a lot of sense to a lot of web two people. Like even when I talk to my web two friends who make fun of me for NFTs and shit, they're like, well, fuck, that's cool. And that's a big shift from when I try and tell them about any of my other NFTs, you know, they're like, what do you mean community? Like if that, that's what I'm saying. Though. Community is the hardest fucking thing to sell oh, to yeah. people who are not NFTs. Like it's real because, but you have to be, you have to partake in it to know yeah, it's real. To know like, what it is. A yeah. non-believer, if you're trying to pitch them on community, they're just like, you fucking lost your mind. Oh, a, dude, I'm, an I'm, internet community. I am not going to lie, dude. Like, I, I'm like being honest. I was one of those people. I didn't think like community, like what is a community going to do for me? I didn't care about none of that stuff, you know? And then, you know, as, as time went on with this space, man, like community, man, geez, man, that, that a community can take you so far in this game, extremely far. And I thought that like, you know, community, community is basically is a must. Um, but it doesn't stop there. You know what I mean? I definitely ne never changed my opinion on that, on that part. It doesn't stop with community, but damn, it is, it is a great, it's a great fucking start to have a, a really nice big community. And dude, I, I got to give like you and, and like your team kudos. Cause like, you know, we've, we've all seen web two companies, web one, all these type of companies, celebrities come into this space and uh, do it completely wrong. I don't know who they hired or what kind of advisors they get, but man, dude, like they they do not understand the ethos of the space. They don't understand the culture, and it's like you're not you're not going to be bullshitting anybody in this space. Um, you, you're just not. We know exactly what you're trying to do here every single time, and that's why I give my kudos to you guys because you guys came in very, uh, very honestly, like authentic. It seemed very authentic to us uh, from like the P all everybody that I talked to and. Um, just from the perception that I I, I see, um, it's very it's very uh, organic. You know what I mean. And you guys being with like the you know like books and like uh, you know what's uh, I'm sorry for Oak and all of them like those are hardcore community members that like you know definitely um, are kind of like the definitely like the voice of 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 uh, of Web three and like other voices of course. Um, but you guys like strate strategically, I can't even say that word right. But you guys were very smart in, in gathering the right community members and um, exposing yourself to everybody. So I just got to give my kudos to that, man. It was very well done, in, in my opinion. You know? Yeah, thank you. And like, really, like, that's Tarek. Like, Tarek has been, he's been in crypto a while. Like, he's he's seen it evolve. Um, he's a visionary. Um, he really, I mean, creating, rolling, him and Matt, shout out to Matt too, Matt Zingler, um, creating Rolling Loud is crazy like i oh, yeah, yeah. i remember them doing events in tallahassee and when i was in gainesville like and it was small you know like 
Yeah. It was dopey NT. It was different. And then they grew and now it's like fucking eight places this year. Thailand. Eight places. Thailand, right? Jesus. And it's it's so like Thailand is like so like just funny because I, you know, I had spent a lot of time in Thailand. Like yeah. that living overseas is part of who I am. Like I, it's like a very I believe like an important experience I had in my life. Like That's I wouldn't be who I am or where I am without that happening. Um, so it's so cool. It's cause it's like the perfect place. Yeah. Like people are going to have such a fucking good time in Thailand. You're going to have, you're going to have all like the wealthy Chinese coming in. You're going to have Australia come up. It makes it much more accessible yeah. price point wise to people coming out of Africa and the middle East. And it, it, it's such a great like hub to yeah, hub. bring everyone in. And that lineup is just like Ooh. blows my mind. They put that together for Thailand. Like I know people would be salty if it was a, it's say the LA lineup. Yeah. But for that to be in Thailand is just incredible. Like that, there's people on Twitter. Like I think Rolling Loud has some of the saltiest people on Twitter. Oh yeah. Being like, L on this lineup it's like you haven't even left your backyard like what that, that's what it is about? that's exactly what um, it is dude. um but dude yeah but, real, real quick uh i just want to get back to uh loud punks so what exactly do you get for holding loud punks tell me about that tell me about the lifetime membership tell me what it comes with and i know for a fact there's like a one-on-one in there that i, I definitely want you to talk about later yeah there's some crazy one-on-ones yeah. um, so the big like like the elevator pitch is always lifetime vip access to all of our festivals oh, wow. v- vip I-, I actually knew that but VIP. i want to yeah i want to like okay yeah v- vip so yeah. it's we, we there's some there's reasons around that that choice for sure um and we can kind of get into that but lifetime vip access to all of our and someone asked like what if i died is it still continue so technically it's a it's Jesus. forever <laughs> vip access so it will it will go on beyond your life and that and that's back to web three in this in this technology and web two. When you die, if were there ever lifetime kind of activations or passes or whatever they meant, when when you died or you stopped using it, that that pass died. Yeah. Um, in web three, unless you well, if you die with your seed phrase, then it also yeah. dies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, supply goes down and price goes up. Oh yeah, so, way up, way up, dude. It's like those pour uh, one out for the homie, yeah. but supplies down. Yeah, um, the, the noble <laughs> yeah, go, sacrifice. Go. Um, but that's that's another huge component of this of this technology. Um, also, so then this this funnels into the loud punks only lounge on site at festivals. So it, when you this kind of kind of inspired a little bit by like NFT NYC and and our balls on those meetups that are for holders only yeah. um, like NFT NYC uh, Moonbird, their first Moonbirds event. Like there was something about like when you were in that place in the room, like it, it felt comfortable. It felt like, like safe in a way, like you knew everyone at some base level held the same thing you held. And if like, yeah. you, if you couldn't fucking talk about anything, you could talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when you went, <laughs> when you went back out onto the street, the magic was gone. That feeling was gone. Um, So by having this loud punks only lounge, it's like, so you're going to have that feeling on top of a base level of everyone who has that feeling about hip hop. So it's like layers of community. um, And this is just going to be like an even tighter, like sub community of the entire rolling loud ecosystem there's like so many levels and layers and 
the loud punks only lounge is just like it's such an exciting idea too in terms of yeah and so making it vip the collection vip allows us to situate the loud punks only lounge within vip so then people who bought vip so vip has its own it's all it's all whole own area in in the festival it's like a like a a gated area um where there's like more activations like um matt's wife has bunny's bay bar where people can go get like makeup and hair i don't know i I don't nice yeah yeah girls love it um i'm sure some dudes love it good for them too um (laughs) and then there's (laughs) you know there's like there's a tattoo studio there there's like there's just crazy shit within the vip activation so now loud punks will not only oh and front row front row viewing which is I think we did it. Tarek was saying we did it in in an old California show, um, but we're bringing it back for we're returning back to SoFi Stadium. Um, well, not sorry, first time at SoFi Stadium down in LA. Um, but there will be front row viewing for VIP, which includes now Loud Punks. So Loud Punks will technically have something that none of VIP has. So VIP in in the US shows is like a thousand dollars per ticket, and when you buy that, you kind of are you think you're buying your highest level of access. Um, we're now in reality, they're going to get there and they're going to see this lounge and they're not going to be allowed to go in it. And they're going to say, what is that? How do I get in there? And that's where you talk about loud punks. And so there's a lot of negative sentiment around NFTs. Yeah, um, It's just the truth. We're so in our bubble that I think sometimes people don't realize how bad the sentiment really is. Mm. Um, so now if they have a negative sentiment, this might make them saltier, but it also <laughs> maybe is it's something that they're like, oh shit, like what? Like I thought these were just overpriced pictures. Um, so now this this kind of changes that whole narrative and challenges their thinking that they were so sure about. Um, and you start to have real life conversations yeah. about about crypto, which is really like how you have to you have to bring people in. Like you're not going to convince anyone on Twitter who doesn't want to be convinced. Um, But when you have this lounge right there and you just, you just look, you're just like, look, like people get curious. People get curious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's an easy, it makes it easy because I think sometimes evangelizing people into crypto is like, you have to have a a pretty decent depth of knowledge to, to answer people's questions as they question you on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think more like, Casual people, they 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 aren't able to just like they haven't fucking spent hundreds and hundreds of hours listening to podcasts, books, and whatever it may be. Um, but this is easy. They're just like, I I don't know, but it gets me in there. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So that that's like this kind of ongoing marketing that will always be happening. Like every time there's a show, there is built-in marketing, and it's not you're not marketing to the existing demographic within Web three. You are you are bringing new people in, which is what we need. Like everyone's gotten so, so bitter in this bear. And they think we're, they, they think the game is to fight over the liquidity, but it's like, we need to grow or this is not going anywhere. We are going sucked up drive. Yeah. Yeah. And fees (laughs) and whatever it may be like, and people need to realize that we've got, it's gotten so so bitter on twitter yeah, um it has. 
it's got bright it's like yeah, we are not yeah. lagging anymore it's uh, we it's, definitely no, not lagging. no dude it, it was it's a crazy switch man from we were lagging. never gonna wag me to be no. fair but <laughs> <laughs> it was never it was never a possibility no no i completely understand man i I've, I've definitely seen the sentiment change like from you know like you said like from the wag me culture and stuff like dude it was really like euphoric everybody was high everybody Yo, speaking you know? of Maybe we're at like a little local top here. People are putting you euphoric with these open editions right now. These oh, open editions, yeah. pop, dude, that, printing right, dude. That's a touchy subject oh. for people, dude. Like it's crazy because, like you know, when you see open edition, you know, it, the thing is with me. Here's the thing with me. I, I think that it's it's good, but it could also be used for bad. It's just your intent, the person's intent that's doing it. You know what I mean? So like. Uh, some people call, like, and it's like you said out. we're we're speed running like yeah. we're we're tested there's constant and it's Testing, like yeah. being pressure tested by the the community all the time and yeah, yeah. there's always going to be bad actors like oh, yeah. if, especially with these really small market caps it's, oh, yeah. i always kind of compare this to like um what's the word i'm looking for like corruption within like south american countries or smaller countries it's like yeah. the market caps of these countries are smaller so it's easier for people to come in and fuck with their systems yeah. like yeah, exactly. it's we have corrupt like not to get into corruption within the u.s but to come to the table at the u.s you need so much fucking money because the market cap is so high so you have less people manipulating there's still people manipulating it don't oh, yeah. get me wrong yeah i'm yeah. not not saying that <laughs> but that's the thing with the nfts like the market caps are really small so there's a lot of manipulation and there's a lot of bad actors and that, that's not going to change like when people say there's a lot of scams in crypto like they're not wrong um yeah, no, like we talked about earlier, the headlines don't help. You know what I mean? Like we've had uh, terrible headlines and headlines that like really are just so misleading, dude. And it's crazy, man, because like this space has taught me so much about like the outside world. It's crazy because I'm my head is always inside here. NFTs, Web3, everything. But it's taught me um, everything. Like one of the biggest things that it's taught me is that like all the news outlets, all the like uh headline readers and stuff like that people that just want clicks right for headlines um they're just engagement farmers you know people just on like on twitter that just say you know who's active or things like that you know they're they're just wanting to get the engagement to click the things like that which is to sell advertisement yeah. Oh, yeah yeah it's we've created this like horrible system and it's like i forget what i was in but it's like the original sin of the internet is that we didn't have currency native to it yeah. Um, so it's led us down this like weird, dark, like you're just trying to get clicks for advertising money. And it's like web three potentially changes this and fixes things. Um, obviously we'll see how the whole experiment goes. And there's this, this battle to stay true to decentralization that we're, we're losing the way on. So you've seen a lot of like hardcore crypto people push really, push really hard on, on doodles going to flow because flow is a private chain in essence it's centralized so your yeah. your hardcore people are are bitter about it and it's like you're going to start to are you're onboarding people but are what are you onboarding them into into yeah. into blockchain technology yes because flow is that but is it crypto is it decentralization so there's this like fork and it's interesting to see is it this give and take so like bullish on you it's going to polygon i believe in layer twos like i think that's more true to to the future of crypto yeah. um that's kind of an eve maxi viewpoint i guess yeah. um and i'd say i guess i'm a little bit of a maxi um no, I, I, I mean i started with bitcoin which is super maxi shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i get you um, man i i uh I, I i i get what you're saying too uh don't get me wrong is that 
for me is just like um you know it's the it's like the it's like kind of like a gateway drug you know what i mean so like you know you introduce them to this so they can get curious about eth bitcoin actual decentralization and things like that you know yeah I mean? no i think it's still a net i mean if they onboard a bunch of people onto flow i still think it's it's yeah. net positive ish like they're still getting owners like digital ownership they're getting other concepts and it'll be easier to bring them into decentralized alternatives i don't think decentralization replaces our current centralized systems i think it just offers an alternative for people yeah, um definitely. and enhances some experiences and yeah i'm not like everything's in a crash and burn yeah. maybe a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> always um, come that but back to loud plug yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dude we're, we're, rants, we're right. off the rails my man <laughs> we're way off we're way off i'm bringing it back dude, real quick how, how do you right back into utility yeah right right back into loud punks how do you uh so like once once you say i'm a holder right how do you how does one like claim a ticket how do they redeem a code what's the what's the process that will be implemented when when people when holders will get their like their access in so it's going to be an offsite. So festival runs Friday to Sunday, mm -hmm. um, three headliners, one Friday, one Saturday, one Sunday night. Um, so Thursday, the day before, we'll have an offsite will call. Um, it'll probably run, I don't know, the times haven't been set, but let's say 10 to 6, 10 to 4. I don't know. We're going to like, again, this is like something that you want to let the community form and then be like, hey, what times do you think work? Yeah. And we'll have an offsite will call when people can go verify their asset through like a, a trusted token gating partner um i'll just leave it at that uh, yeah, people yep. have had experiences with these, these companies before probably um if you're in web3 and in, i think they'll offer a good experience for people's first times as well um and then you will get your wristband so you'll get a vip band in addition to a loud punks band um so the vip band will obviously get you into the vip and then the loud punks band will get you into the loud punks lounge and then with the loud punks band it also allows us to if we have after parties set up and maybe there's some capacity or the after parties are specific for loud punks or whatever it may be they'll have their band to verify that um which is a nice thing for that weekend it's yeah. an easy way to like are you loud punks like it's in the you know it's like a little like light yeah punks too. like where'd you get that what is that i'll have that one like, I need I that. Do. Yeah, I yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. And then you send uh, them to the open sea, and they're like, "Shit, like, yo, what?" I need, yeah, I need this, and it's yeah. crazy too because I, I kind of want to get into like the pricing and stuff because you know it's um some people you know may think like it's expensive or too expensive or whatever, but explain to me like how much a VIP ticket is for one time use only, and then versus like the lifetime pass. Yeah, so one-time use would be nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Um, so let's just round to a thousand. Yeah. Um, and then the ticket right now is priced at one point five. Um, talking today, what's ETH, is ETH still? Are we still in the sixteen hundreds? Are we still? I think we're. In? I think I we're fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think we're on the fifteen hundred. Okay, now. we're back at fifteen. And I think when we when we initially set that price, I think we were in like twelve or thirteen hundred. Yeah. So the price was right at like a flat. 2000-ish, which would be two shows. And yeah. now it's a little higher. So it's more like two and a half, but then you're technically getting an experience that VIP doesn't have. Exactly. So however you want to price that. And if there's so any- you're, you're already getting is, your money back. If you go to the two shows, two shows, two shows. Two shows. Two, and yeah. Even two, in my opinion. And then it's like, and that's if that's all we do. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. That, like, it, it, and it's like, okay, how many things have you bought and they just go to fucking zero and it's like, what do you have? Nothing. Like, you have nothing. I got yeah. this picture, you yeah. know, and the art even <laughs> yeah. wasn't even that great, you yeah. know, and I'm like, fuck. Like, I definitely didn't actually buy this for the art. And it's like, 
with this, it's like, at least you can still fucking go to the shows. Oh, yeah. And you sort of have a certain amount of like, um, like floor pressure in the sense that if this starts to fall too close to VIP ticket prices, like VIP people are just going to be like, well, I'm just going to get that. Yeah, forever. You know? So that's built, kind of built into the, that other people don't have that stability. It's just, and that's not to say they won't ever develop that stability. It's not, our collection shouldn't necessarily be compared with Web3 native collections. Great things take time to build. I mean, look mm-hmm. at Rolling Loud. Tark and Matt have been doing events for a fucking long time. They've been Same. doing this for probably over 10 years now. So great things take time. Um, yeah. And I'm full. And that's why I have conviction in my, in my bags and stuff. Cause it's like, I believe in teams. Like oh, I, yeah. I, founders, I, I yeah. bet on teams and founders and with Loudpunk is like, you're betting on Tark and Matt, like, fuck yeah, look what exactly. they built like that's fucking epic oh um, yeah dude that's that's definitely a background yeah. you want to back up so yeah that, that, yeah that, like, it's dope man i'm excited i'm definitely yeah, like i'll run. go to war for them like oh, they're yeah. like they're incredible um so hey, and so that's just yeah. let's go wait because i gotta I, there's four like couple of other, like utility things i should touch on yeah so yeah, please, there please. there's plans to and, do and then after that tell, tell me about the one-on-ones after that all right all right so yeah. loud punks only like events centering around like culturally significant other events like Tarek talked about like maybe it's nba all-star weekend or things of that nature because like our ip is really strong so it's like we can we can make a presence at those type of things like south by southwest and and things of that nature like we can stand on our own in those environments Mm -hmm. um so it's going to take us a little bit of time i think to like find our targets were like cadence to like how to street because i think it's important for web two companies to build their web three products like right at the core of their business i think that what these web two companies sometimes they try and build it as this like auxiliary like it doesn't they almost like want to keep it away at distance but like there really needs to be an embracing of the product for there to be success with it um that's my view at least um yeah we'll see we'll come back to this and see if i was just completely fucking wrong (laughs) (laughs) i don't know Um, i don't think so man but we'll see yeah time will tell um, so yeah, the Lapons only events, um, obviously like merch, like we already have like a robust merch business. I know people like kind of shit on projects doing merch, but we have a robust existing merch business that sells a lot of fucking merch and like our loud punks merch will be desirable outside of loud punks. Like we, okay. like the, the kind of people will be able to partner with an artist. It's like, we'll be able to expand that audience in a way that like, the secondary market won't just be your friend or another NFT person. It's like this, you will have web two people who are interested in these collections. Cause if we want to do like capsule collections, like really tight curations. Um, okay, nice. And like, we have like massive sponsorships and stuff on oh, our yeah. web two. Like if you go Already. look at our shows and shit, it's like Sprite and Modelo and Xbox. Dude, and, insane. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I think, and it's coming into web three people are like, who are these people? And it's like, we're fucking big like we're yeah. really big like we're a marquee festival um just another like testament so quickly onto the one-on-ones yeah, yeah, um please. so there's a there's a so we have something on site called loud club um it's like a nightclub experience within rolling loud um like like the one in the last one in miami was like catered by nobu i think it's the same bottle service where the people who handle live which is like live is like a kind of always been like a top tier club in the fountain blue in Miami. Like it's, it's been like a staple of the night scene of South Florida for 
as long as I can remember, like lift still a spot. I, I think I'm pretty sure yeah. like, I might get called <laughs> out here. I had a kid in the space say that like 25 year olds shouldn't be buying this pass because they can't party anymore. So may, I'm damn, 32. Man, so that, maybe I'm like, maybe damn. I'm fully watched. I don't know. <laughs> that's, a um, shot, that's a shot in the heart for me. man. I know. It was yeah, funny. Yeah. Everyone was laughing in chat. I was, it, was, it was funny. He was dead serious. He was 17 and he was dead serious. He's like God. 25, pretty much dead. Oh, um, so yeah, I was feeling, shit. I was feeling old. I was feeling old. Um, but there'll be a one of one that's going to get you like tape, a table in the loud club, um, okay. which is like, I don't know the exact numbers. Tark knows this way better than I do Tark and Zingler, but I think it's like 10 K like 15 K for a table. And this is like, v v vip like you can so you can't buy day passes for rolling loud it is they only do full weekend passes but the loud club is different you can buy a one day table um and this is like where your athletes are and like your influencers and celebrities like fucking james harden and shit and so definitely like a very good like networking place to be definitely you know around those type of people oh yeah and that's like that's also like this is a loud punks offers a really interesting networking opportunity. It's kind of like what V friends has, but we're like deep in the hip hop game. Like I think you're going to see producers because we're going to, so we're holding back 200, I believe is the final number for the rolling loud, like vault. And these will be essentially onboarding asset assets, whether it's for our web two fans or for, performers who start to like maybe see this and like we can bring them into the community and be like this is what it looks like so if they're interested in doing their own thing whether it's music nfts merch their own collection we can kind of give them direction and have like this loud punk stamp of approval and obviously give them an ecosystem to to drop in and kind of give them like a soft landing to i guess reference like a economic term we've been yeah, hearing a lot. Yeah. um because it's a tricky space and there's a lot of bad drops that have come out of the hip-hop side of things yeah. so we hope to kind of be like a, a guiding light maybe this is optimistic but um we've already i've already started to have people reach out to me be like hey like i handle so and so's web3 stuff i'd love to talk yeah um so yeah, it's, it's kind of already to starting to come to fruition yeah like i said before yeah, man, yeah. You, you and your team absolutely knocked that out of the park I, I in my opinion um i don't i mean I, i'd fight anybody on this i think that you you and your guys' team have uh done done it the best the best way entering the space i i can't i can't really think of anybody else uh in any type of industry you know what i mean uh anything that well has, competition to be fair competition's been low it's a it's a really scary of, space of course of course um, but some some big brand names have tried to enter the space and just completely fought you know what i mean and like it's just like it's 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 very refreshing to see. You know what I mean? Like someone finally, a, somebody's fucking doing it right. You know what I mean? That that it's, it's I mean, you need you need you need founders like Tarek and Zingler yeah. to to come in into an environment like this, like fearless. Honestly, yeah. I mean, for the same reasons they've had the success in hip hop festivals, they've had is because they're fearless. Um, and it's important coming yeah. into the space. You have to have a lot of conviction oh, yeah. um, to make this happen. So tell me, tell um, me, tell me what like, um, tell me the outcome you and your you and the team uh, want from like dropping the loud punks. Like, what kind of experience do you want loud loud punks holders to have? Like, well, let's talk like at Rolling Loud, everything. Like, what kind of what kind of experience you know you want you want them to have? I think from like a holder perspective, like ideally, I I love for like a nice fifty fifty split, like Web three kind of native. 
Because I think there's going to be people who've never been to a Rolling Loud who are going to come because of Loud Punk. It's like Loud oh, Punk will be the, their first time. There, exactly. And I think that's that's amazing. Like that's incredible. Yeah. And so, and then have this with some of our actual like diehards who were interested enough to learn and come into it. So like they're going to evangelize you into the Rolling Loud lifestyle. And you're going to evangelize them into like the crypto side. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's like my, my dream situation. <laughs> we'll see how it all plays out. You know, you can, there's one thing you can do. You cannot predict what will happen yeah. in web three. Um, I've been in it long enough to know that. <laughs> um, so we, we want, I think there's, there's an opportunity to create really meaningful relationships um, around festival experiences. There's people who meet at festivals and become roommates lifelong friends oh, lifelong get married friends, everything, all, yeah. the whole spectrum of human relationship so now we're going to be cultivating that in, in like a even more special way um so seeing seeing how all that that forms is probably what we're most excited about because ultimately this was this was a fan this was a like a product that was meant for the people who want to come a lot yeah um and now we're going to start to see that and obviously there'll be there there's always going to be short-term flippers and stuff. And that's fine. That's, that's important for the eco. Like that is part of it. And I think that's partly where maybe some people flop don't realize like they need to accept that as part yeah. of the industry. Um, and yeah, I don't, we don't have that much time. So I can't. Oh no, no, you're good. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I was about to ask you that. I don't know how much time you have. I have, you know, all the time in the world, you know, but it's up to you. I have a space at nine, so I can go a little over. Okay, cool. Perfect. Um, Eastern, Eastern. Um, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but our our mint structure is is not favorable to short term flippers. It's just no, it's not. It puts them in a weird spot decision making wise because there's right like now the- I've I've seen this happen before. You know where you know it's kind of like kind of like what uh w- what I'm trying to say is that it's going to create, in my opinion, my prediction, it's going to create such a t- more tight niche community. Because, uh, like you said, it's 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 harder for the flippers to do flips like this when it's uh when it's not like um some big speculative what if you know what I mean um your your it's your utility is definite and it's like you get this and it's very cool so that's in my opinion I think the way it turns out is that like um you're just gonna have a much tighten uh tighter tighter community that, that that's what I've experienced with a couple of other projects um. Some project, uh, my, one of my buddies named Josh, um, he's, he recently started and, you know, there wasn't really a lot of room for flippers to flip and things like that. And it created such a- Skybrook, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Skybrook. And it created yeah, such a tight yeah. community, man. Yeah, like, dude, like, I got that. I got my membership for free and, you know, it's like worth like 2K. But, dude, I, I don't want to ever leave, you know, just because like the people that are in it and it's- we're just so close together. You know what I mean? And, and I, I feel like that might happen over there at loud punks, but um, yeah, you know, time will say the time will tell, but um, here, la- last yeah, question for yeah. you, my guy. And I'll let you go. Yeah. Cause I know, I know, you know, you got a busy day ahead of you, but for, I can go a little longer. Don't okay, worry. Don't cool. Worry, don't worry. Okay, cool. So for like, uh, I just want to give like, you know, um, advice for like people entering the space, especially like, people like in your industry in the entertainment industry what kind of advice would you give them coming into like nfts and web3 
from a from like a a creating collections perspective or a collecting perspective um starting starting you know, why projects. are they coming in uh any like uh yeah starting a project kind of like what you guys did say it's um, someone else from like that kind of entertainment industry wanted to do what you guys did i mean i mean if it's if it's events businesses um like do like don't over like do an like a size that you feel comfortable with um don't we're so established. It's so different. Like there's such a range of like, like I'd, I'd love to see sports teams and stuff like this come out with some similar products and just start, start small. Um, but the issue is if you don't start with a capped collection size, people don't like that right now. Um, but I think you'd have more flexibility with like really strong brands, like say like the Miami Dolphins. Um, like you wouldn't have to tell them this is a capped supply. Like they're still going to be like, yeah, oh, they're gonna I'll, get it. I'll get in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, people starting, maybe start with more like ephemeral style, like, uh, like kind of how like lyrical lemonade did a great job. The cartons. I don't know if you've seen that collection all it's by Cole Bennett. Yep. Um, they did three years or like V friends, V friends did three years because they V friends wasn't an events business, but Gary's like, I want to get in the events Mm -hmm. business. So he did events, what Gary wants, Gary does. Um, (laughs) so maybe starting there, like not many you got to learn about the space like that's the thing that's a difference like Tark has a lot of conviction conviction in ETH, and that's why he's doing this like and that's why this is going to work you know it's it, it wouldn't work if he didn't have that kind of belief in it um i don't know i don't know if there's good i yeah. you know it's no, it's was, a lot it's stressful like hire you got to bring in people who are native to the industry yeah. um you're you you won't make it in the current state it is in without bringing like starbucks has done a great job they brought it they aren't like they're dgens but they're like obviously like very professional but um like starbucks doing their rewards program on polygon like yeah those are native people like they they have a vision um you have to bring people in from the industry um, and that's hard it's hard picking people out of profile pictures like oh who yeah. do you want to bring in and you know and that's kind of partly why i i'm in my role like there there already is a lot of of trust built in with me and rolling loud and me and Tarek and, and knowing that I'll do the right things and represent him properly. Um, but corporate web two companies coming in, they, they need that person. Like they're, they're Sherpa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're about to, you're about to go on a crazy trip and you need someone to to guide guide you. you, Um, you gotta have it. Yeah. You need a guide. You need a guide in this space. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking no, it, crazy. It's the truth, man. Because, you know, like I said, I mean, let's take, uh, what's it called? I, I'm blanking right now. Um, that luxury car company that recently came into the space. Porsche. Yeah. Man, dude, they, I just cannot understand how how terrible they, they've done it. I mean, it's not like they it was complete flop or whatever, financially wise. But just, just as me as like my personal view is, and when I look at the brand now, I'm like, Ah man, you know that you came in here for me. In my view, it looked like you just wanted to make some money, and uh, for an exchange for just like a digital, like a digital card. You know that that's it. You know, I I don't know what what it's gonna do for me or for anybody. Props to them though for cutting supply. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I'm 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 much more bullish in a smaller supply there. Yeah. Um, because there just wasn't there wasn't a lot of like 
it wasn't outlined what they could, what they were really going to do, but yeah. it's like operating out of web two companies comes with a lot more restrictions. It's, it's yeah. different than I always forget three homies who, who are like, just like, yeah, we're just going to grind and work 18 hour days and just like say whatever the fuck we want and yeah. do whatever we want. And it's right. super true to web three and counterculture. And I fucking love it. But people aren't aware, like coming in as web two. It's a lot different. Yeah. Um, that's why you need founders who are super, I mean, like Tarek's on the fucking spaces. Like he's yeah. the oh, yeah, co-CEO, co-founder yeah. of Rolling Loud. Like he is on Web3 Twitter spaces. This isn't like, he doesn't just send me out there and say, deal with it. It's like, obviously I try and like be strategic. Like I'm, like I'm doing a spaces in a little bit and I'm like this, like I'll take this one. Like I can't put them on three spaces a day. Yeah. Like, that's what the DGen is for to like, you know, send me out there, coach. Like I got yep. this one. <laughs> um, but that's, that's so fucking bullish. Like, and that's what I mean. Like I wouldn't have taken this if I didn't know if I, if he wasn't as committed, like I just be like, fuck that. Um, but this is like a really fucking cool, unique opportunity. Like I'm super blessed and lucky and yeah. just incredibly happy to be here. And, and I hope do right by the space. Um, and I hope people see that we're, we're really doing our, like our best with that. And I think people like lose sight on the Porsche thing, for example, maybe I can like, like vibe with them a little more. Cause I'm obviously we're not fucking Porsche. We're not like a yeah. luxury German Porsche is German. I don't, I don't know. know. I think Italian. I, I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I'm going to stick with German, Italian, maybe let's talk yeah. here. Let's <laughs> just throw some countries out there. European. I think we're safe with European. Um, but it, the, at least they did it on ETH. Yeah. Like that's, that's a big state. Like they could have gone on, they could have gone on fucking Aptos or they, I'm about to shit on some chains. You could have gone oh, on Solana. Yeah. <laughs> you could have gone Cardano. You could have gone like it. It's really a commitment to decentralization to do it on ETH. Um, I like just for doing that. I'm like, cool. Like you did good. Like regardless of the results, I mean, now to be fair, they like, two X or three X off their yeah. floor price. So, yeah. uh, is it a, is it in hindsight? Is it a success? You know, if we zoom out now, 10 years, do people look at that collection? It's a success. We get so in a space, we're so zoomed in on stuff. Um, yeah. we're so ready to call it a flop or a rug. Um, again, with a really strong, decisive language when it's like, things take time. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I think we'll that's what it all plays is, out. That, like most of us don't really know how to run a business or even how to start one. So like people really like for example like me I've never ran a business in my life so I'm I don't have you know I shouldn't be out there uh judging people on how they run their business, you know what I mean? And it's crazy to see other people do that too, you know. And um but um yeah, no no you're right about that. You you did open my eyes about like you know how these web2 companies and you know um other industries like that really have do really have some restrictions and they can't just be out there degening like us you know with us no but yeah. like it's fun to watch it's fun to watch web3 teams and how they move yeah, it's like exactly it's, it's fucking it's great it's fun um, man. but it's yeah fun. there's there's yeah there's there it's it's a little you know a little trickier for sure um yeah. you have to be more thoughtful yeah. um, and there's you you're not you have something that's already of value behind you so you have to like respect that and and operate within that and and i think that's like what it was for me, and like you man. said yeah i just don't yeah. think they like respected it all the way maybe they did a little bit but not all the way in my opinion in my view you know what i mean yeah and it's also like how it's like the person running it like how much lead way did they get yeah. and then they were given lead way and then they weren't able to get any more communication and they were just kind of stuck with what they had and yeah they couldn't do too much with it and 
it's fucking hard. And just one it mistake in this and people will just like bury you like sentiment <laughs> just piles up and it's crazy. Dude, it's like you said though, it's like the, some of the most brutal critiques come from people who don't, don't haven't run a bit. And there's nothing wrong with people who haven't run a business, but it's like, you haven't read a balance sheet. Like how, yeah. what are you, how, like, how are you telling these people like what, what to do? Yeah. Um, you know, but that's Twitter. It's like, it's there to share people's opinions and it's just, you know, you just gotta like. You just gotta you know, read into roll with it, man. You gotta roll yeah. with it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, this space is Tommy. Yeah, out. like having a having a business background for sure helps in operating within another Web two company because I I understand that. Like I understand the balance sheet. I understand budgets. I yeah. I I get that. I come from that. So you know, I'm a DGen, but there's yeah. still like I've it, I've run shit. Yeah, realistic. So. You have to you have to be real. Yeah, of course, man. You have to run a business. Um, all right, for sure. My last, I'm glad you got, you gave me a little bit more time. Cause I really do want to ask this. No, question. for sure. For sure. Um, so what does like, what's the future look like for loud punks aside from like the life entry and stuff like that? Would, would there be like any more, uh, additives, utilities down the road? Or am I getting a little bit too ahead of myself? You know, people, you say anything and they like take it and fucking run. Exactly. Um, so exactly. none of this, so I'm not, so this is all. Hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we, we wanna like you wanna you think as we as the world becomes more digital, you want to be able to activate effectively in a digital way. So like our streams, for example, do really well. Um, so does that look like us creating our own metaverse? Or does that look like us partnering with a someone who's maybe already established in a metaverse? Like and we maybe help onboard more people through through that. And then obviously loud punks getting like higher tiers of access and like digital deliverables because right now people are like, why the fuck I want digital goods. But now you're starting to see that shift. Like you said, yeah. your 13 year old brother's like, well, I mean, I, I fuck with this skin. Like, yeah. yeah like hook me up with some skins. Yep. Like, you know, and he scrolls all the way back on his Fortnite. It's like, look at this from season two, you know, and you it's know, like, it's you start to like flex OG. on people. Oh yeah. And those, those kids are all getting older and they're, going to be us and so they will they will still maintain value of that that new world that is emerging um so we want to definitely can like obviously continue our irl activations but have be able to enhance it with with digital um and there's there's so many ways that can be done and and create you know you just never want to say too much um whatever you're comfortable with yeah and then like token, like right now we're on discord. Cause that's, that's what the industry uses and like yeah. token getting there and, and bringing in like producers and artists and AMAs and kind of, I hope to see more, more professionals from the hip hop industry also get involved so we can create this new kind of like tech vertical with a fine art component, with a business networking component. And we, we start to have that that vibe of the collection and you can only force so much, but I think not necessarily manifest, but with the certain objectives we put in place, I think that'll, that'll lead us that way. Yeah. Um, no, dude, that got me excited for you guys. And like you said, man, like putting yourself and like rolling loud into this, uh, this atmosphere, NFTs and web three, it just leaves so much room for you guys to do so much stuff, man. And like, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm just very excited for you and the team uh, but hey, dude, I really, um, I really appreciate you for coming on, um, giving me and the listeners this time, giving, you know, giving us a little bit about yourself, 
loud punks and what the future holds for loud punks um before we wrap up my man do you have anything else to say um when does this go live when is this oh how does so, this yeah, work yeah. so uh, so tonight I'm going to be editing, you can edit this like or cut this, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're good. I'm, uh, I, I'm going to edit it tonight and then probably either going to for sure try my best, um, tomorrow m- midday or Tuesday or what's today, Monday or Wednesday, next couple of days. All right, cool. Um, so it'll definitely be before mint time. So actually, yeah, that would be a great way. So where can they mint? Where can they find like more information about Lot of Punks and how much? Well, they're just going to be pumped up because yeah. they won't be able to. They won't. They, they won't be able to get a loud list anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. But it's the, loud list about the yeah, collection. Right. Yeah, so it's going to be. I mean, yeah. So there, it's going to be. It's going to close tomorrow night at midnight. Gotcha. Um. So maybe if you want to, like, just on your side, if you want to do a few more, like, like a few spots to give away, just maybe do like an interact tweet. Like, we got a podcast coming with Loud Punks um yeah. interact with this for a chance at loud i don't know no yeah i'm dude i'm i'm 100 game on that that'd be fun um yeah but yeah the mint structure it's like it's it's heavily geared to a loud list like people who have conviction will be able to buy nice. multiple it's not, supply isn't it's not like over allocated and things like that just because no fuck that but that's yeah. why we went with this mint structure because people yeah. are salty about the mint structure but it's like in this way we can guarantee everyone one mint Yep. But you can request multiple, and if the supply is there for it, you can get multiple. Oh, that's sweet. a lot of loudest people wanted two mints for wallet. Yeah, have you looked? All right, so it's a twelve. So February second presale, twelve hour window, and you're going to need to convert to wrapped ETH, and so you'll put in a a like you will reserve. Say you want three, you'll reserve three. You're, it'll check your wallet for four point five wrapped ETH. It'll confirm it. And then you go. And then when the window closes, it'll go and confirm that the 4.5 is there. And so then everyone who wanted one gets their one. Everyone who wanted two gets their two. And if there's supply still left, whoever wanted three can get their third. So people can go in there and dial that shit up to fucking 20. And maybe they get three, you know, or they get lucky or fuck, they get four. And so this allows people with a lot of conviction in the project and the product to to fucking like to go put their money where their mouth is. yeah and flip and this is bad for short-term flippers because you have to have conviction and this i think honestly this is a longer term hold if you're looking yeah. at it from that perspective um like as we continue to onboard people like this is kind of like our top product um so flippers are pissed yeah because they don't have they because that's the thing people over allocate because mints are so momentum based now and everyone's looking at their icy tools yep. or their nansen and they're like oh this is going fast like let's jump in but then you see projects die because they don't have momentum so you have people gaming it in different ways like by making their windows really short or over allocating yeah. it like 10x so and that's the worst one because it's like that's, that's fucked off. up you told yeah. these people you get one and then they fucking can't get one exactly so dude. this I, way we're not over allocating people who believe can potentially get to, and then it goes in. So then it's a 12 hour window. And then the next phase two, which is loud list and wait list. So loud list again and wait list. So it's, that's an over allocated window and hours long. And then we go right into a 24 hour public. So it's like your flippers are like, they, they're like, fuck. Like if I don't get my one guaranteed, I might not get any because presale might sell out. 
and then I go right into an overallocated window. So it's like it, it's really forcing people to make decisions about where they stand on on this collection and where yeah. where this if they want this kind of product. Yeah. In Web three, and we've onboarded a lot of people. So there's people who are fucking super bullish. Yeah. You know, Dude, I'm I'm bigger, really bullish. Your going. bigger holders who like have more liquidity are like, yeah, like this is a no brainer. And oh, so if, if people don't get in, like some people are just going to eat, but those are the people who believe in what we're doing the most. And what you're talking about. So that mechanic in theory should build a really tight base of just like diamond handed motherfuckers. Dude, and so of bad. course, you know, flippers will fill in where they can. And yeah. for, for the, cause trading is a part of, of the ecosystem. Um, and then I think this will surprise people, but we have royalty set at 5%. Um, so we're not going the traditional web to 10% route. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's super cool too, though, man. Cause I, I really love the, uh, the, the way that you guys allocated, um, no over allocation, that shit pisses me off. Uh, cause I've experienced things like that, you know, like I thought for sure I had one mint to go mint something and then come to find out I go over there on my, my laptop, it's already sold out. Everything's gone and mint price is all way the hell up there. I'm not trying to get into the things like that. Cause I feel like I'm being manipulated. You know what I mean? I'm being, it's, it's in, but it, it goes back to those momentum issues. And yeah. so they rely on over allocation, but there's different ways to do these things. Like Tim yeah. Ferriss with cock punch. I'm a big Tim Ferriss fan. Honestly, that's how I got yeah. into crypto, yeah. but <laughs> he did, he did really short windows. And that works. So there's other ways that are more fair to your allow list um, to do your mint. Um, and we think this is obviously flippers and speculators are super pissed, but like core community people who like are going to use this and believe in this are fucking stoked. They're like, what? Yeah, I might be able to get two? And they're fucking pumped. And it's like, let's go. Like, those are the people whose opinions I care about. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. So it's- I, I, I'm stoked for it. I'm definitely getting one myself. Uh, I um, what's it called? I've never been rolling loud. So, but like you said, you know this 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 has made me so interested in going. I want to go. Are you going to LA? Place. Yeah, I'm gonna be going to the one in oh, LA. I'll see you in LA. Oh hell I'll yeah, brother! We definitely sure. have to meet up. Um, I'm excited to try out the uh, the VIP, the Loud Punks Lounge, and just hang out with everybody that's also a member of, and you know all that kind of stuff and uh, Web three ethos. Um, but hey, man, again, thank you so much for joining me. I had such a great time with you, man. And dude, we had a great conversation, in my opinion. Uh, we learned a shit ton about, you know, loud punks, you, crypto, everything, dude. I, I loved it, man. I hope you had a good time too. Yeah, we did a great fucking job. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate hey, it, man. Thank I you. I'll see you in it, LA. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah.